All gambling lines in this podcast are brought to you by mybookie.ag. Join mybookie.ag with promo code IBSports and you'll receive a deposit match as well as some rollover bonuses. As always, if you enjoy this podcast and the many more that we offer here at IBN, like, subscribe, and share. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. Swing low, sweet chariot. That is the end of my great month of NFL gambling. Man, I got rocked last week, but I'm here going to hold myself accountable. And, uh, you know, one of the hardest things about sports gambling in general is that, you know, you're going to have your ups, you're going to have your downs, but it's how you bounce back. And sometimes bouncing back is very difficult, but we're going to give it a try. We're going to give it a try this week because all's not lost. All's not lost. We did get, I did. I'm saying we, I'm hoping you didn't follow me last week, but I did get one win. And then, you know, from a money standpoint, I didn't lose too much because I had the Saints money line and the Packers money line, uh, which is a pretty nice bonus, uh, if we're being honest. So without further ado, let's get to it. Week number nine. Um, I did not look up the the over-unders and uh, ATS numbers uh, for dogs and and favorites last week. It was just a bad week, man. It was just a bad week overall for me. Um, I guess I'll start with the the one that hurt the most. I am officially eliminated from my survivor courtesy of Mike White. Who the fuck is Mike White? No, I'm just playing. I know who Mike White is, but I, I... didn't see the Jets winning against the Bengals. Even in a tough game, I thought the Bengals could pull it off. But, you know, the refs, the NFL, the sports gods just were like, nah, bro, not today, baby, not today. So um, Bengals got me eliminated uh, against the Jets. You know, in my Survivor Contest this this year, the Jets single-handedly eliminated over 75% of the league. I think it was 33% got eliminated when they beat the Titans and at least 43, 44% of us were on the Bengals last week. So the Jets have absolutely destroyed a lot of, a lot of people's hopes and dreams. Um, but we're we've got no choice but to keep it moving. Let me see um, if I can remember the terrible losses last week. Um, quick recap: I'll start with the with the one win that I had in my super contest last week. That was the Saints, um, who I took outright. Uh, they beat the Bucks, which is which is again it's always great when Tom Brady loses. Uh, but they they covered the number. I think I got it at five and a half or six last week. Um, just a great, a great opportunity there. Um, and then here we go. I just pulled it up on my computer. All right. It was five and a half. Then I got the Saints. Um, the most heartbreaking loss of my 
of my four losses in my super contest, probably the Colts. I had the Colts minus one. I really thought they were in control of the game. Even even when the Titans tied it up, I, I had hopes that the Colts were going to go down, um, kick a field goal to win the game and, and get out of there. I have no idea what Carson Wentz was doing, man. Uh, that interception in the end zone or from the end zone was just kind of strange. Uh, it's the second week in a row this guy has done this thing where it like slips out his hand or or he makes a, a pump fake throw, and uh, it, it hurt. I mean, the Titans got seven points off of that immediately. <clears throat> it was like a pick six, and uh, that honestly is the reason why we went into overtime and then ultimately lost because he threw another interception. Illy boss throws. Um, the... Vikings was really surprising. I had them at plus 1.5. That was way before the Dak Prescott being out news came. And then I think they were favored as high as almost four uh, by kickoff. So, I mean, I'm still looking pretty. Even if they lose, I'm still looking pretty as long as it's just by no more than a point. And, uh, you know, hat off to Cooper Rush uh, converted. It was like a third and 15, I think, they converted. Uh, that pretty much set them up for the, the go-ahead score. Kirk Cousins didn't play too well. Primetime Kirk, I should have known better. I'm pretty sure I've been burned by primetime Kirk at least three times in my gambling career. And all three times, I think I forget that it's primetime Kirk. And then I find out it's primetime Kirk, and I'm still too committed. I'm too stubborn to change it. Um I was listening to the Ross Tucker podcast, and he, they were on the Lions, too. Fez was on the Lions. I really respect Fez. I was on the Lions. Obviously, did not go well. And and like you know, Ross said it best, if you're going to lose, this is the way to lose. I'd rather it be 44-6 to six and I lose than it be, uh, what was that Colt score that went into overtime? <laughs> rather it be that than 34-31, you know, like... That sucks. But, uh, yeah, Lions got obliterated. Uh, Eagles just just ran through them. It's crazy um, how how good the Eagles look <clears throat> in comparison to how bad the Lions look. And then the Falcons. <sighs> the Panthers have screwed me at least three weeks in a row. I thought this was a good spot to play Atlanta. <clears throat> the Calvin Ridley news kind of hurt. Uh, I don't know if – not necessarily from the, the – outcome of the game, just the strategic aspect. I mean, you know, they probably had him in their game plan to use him, and then with him out, it just, like, and it was kind of sudden, too. Um, with him out, it just kind of sucks. Um, but, again, could have been worse. Could have been worse. Um, I could have been 0-5. <laughs> but, I've had I've had weeks like that. Um, matter of fact, if I look back, if I look back at my um, my super contest, week one I, w- I had four out of five. Week two I had two out of five. Week three I had three out of five. Week four I had two out of five. Week five I had three out of five, and then week six I had a solid five out of five. Week seven should have been four out of five, um, but I pushed on the Broncos game, so it was three and a half out of five, which is still pretty solid. Uh, but then this one just just hurts. But <clears throat> we've got time. We've got another nine weeks to go, or actually ten weeks, because um, this goes to week 18. Um, so we, we've got time. So let's turn it around. Here we go. Thursday night. Um, I've got this. Again, all our lines come from mybookie.ag. Got the Jets visiting the Colts. Mike White? 
man. Uh, coming into town, uh, Colts are laying 10 and a half. Dang. That is a lot of points. Um, a lot of points uh, when we're talking about a team that just beat the Bengals. I mean, Mike White was a surge. I, I get it. I think a lot of people are um, looking at this from the Jets just won their second game. They're going to be on a high. This is a perfect spot for a letdown. It's a short week. They're traveling to Indy, blah, 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 blah. And all of that typically does play um, a key factor into how you cap a Thursday night games. I've been pretty good on my Thursday night games uh, this year, and I'm going to stick with my gut. And my gut says that 10 and a half is much too big of a number for a team like the Colts to cover. And it's not because the Colts are not good enough. It's because the Colts don't play clean football. Primarily Carson Wentz doesn't play clean football. The Jets have everything going against them in this uh, from a statistical standpoint. They're towards the bottom of the league in every defensive category, uh, towards the bottom of the league in every offensive category. Colts defense is is not playing up to the potential that you would expect, but they're a solid defense. Uh, but Mike White, how could you bet against this guy right now? He's hot. He's fuego, man. He's doing his thing. I'm a big Conference USA, uh, smaller school type person, so I know Mike White. Um, I think Mike White has got enough juice to get me this cover, and I'm going to put it in my super... I did put it in my super contest, damn it. Uh, going with the... Again, the gut feeling that I have, the Jets get the cover here. Um, Jets are not going to quit. They, they have a lot of positive energy going right now in that clubhouse. And again, they're not a good team, but 10 and a half on uh, a Colts team that like the way Carson Wentz has been just inexplicably turning the ball over. And God forbid if he gets hurt, I, I like I like it here. I like it here. Um, I will say, you know, I don't usually give out props, but Jonathan Taylor's rushing yards, I don't know where they're at. But if it's under 90, like five, I would take the over because uh, he's going to get a lot of work this game. A lot of work. Sunday, one o'clock game. Texans visiting the Dolphins. Texans plus six and a half. Dolphins laying six and a half. Dolphins are laying six and a half against somebody at home. Dolphins couldn't lay six and a half against a Falcons team, but they can lay six and a half against the Texans. This might be the lowest line I think I've seen all um, all year on the Texans uh, without um, Desha- not Deshaun Watson, without Tyrod Taylor as the quarterback. You know. <sighs> Davis Mills is still the starter. I'm not sure um, how long that's going to last, but I look at this like um, like I I worry about Tyrod Taylor getting in the game and covering this number. Uh, it's it's rare that I, I do this often, but I'm gonna I'm gonna pass on this game for right now just so I can get some um, clarification on if Davis Mills is still going to be the starter. Honestly, if Davis Mills is the starter, I'm still kind of leaning to the Texans to cover. I just need a little bit more than six and a half. I think the Dolphins, because if you think about Davis Mills and, and the potential for turnovers, I know the Dolphins defense isn't that good, but if a guy's turning the ball over, you kind of want to get more than the score. Um, 
just in case. So let me get some more information on this. And like I always do, this will be a game that I talk about on um, our show on Sunday uh, because I didn't give out an official pick or or have a lean. I'm going to do some more research and come back and, and give my pick on Sunday. Other 1 p.m. game, Broncos visiting the Cowboys. Cowboys lane 10. Ugh, Teddy covers. Teddy covered last week. Uh, I don't know if you're gonna cover this week. Let me get the let me get the Cowboys here. It's just one of those things where you just have to worry about the Broncos. Um, like just the team morale after you know trading Von Miller that was pretty emotional for Von um, and probably for the locker room. Um, he's he's such a, a mainstay there. He's literally the face of the franchise, and um, they traded him away to the Rams. So uh, you would expect some drop off here. Uh, Cowboys have the the defensive makeup mm-hmm. to really get to um, Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, I, I think they, they give him some fits. Broncos have tended to start slow as well. And I don't think you can start slow against a team like Dallas and expect uh, too much. 10 is a, a slightly hefty number, but the Cowboys are still number one in my power rankings. And, and damn it, they're a good team. So uh, let me get the Cowboys here. Vikings visiting the Ravens traveling. Uh, to visit the Ravens. Ravens laying six. Ravens off the bye week. Let me get Baltimore here. Um, just no, no kind of love for my guy, uh, Kirk Cousins. It just, ugh, just disgusting. I can't believe what he did to me last week. Lost to Cooper Rush, man. Cooper Rush. What is this? Um, but yeah, the Vikings have been an inconsistent team. And I think I've said that like every week that I've considered playing them or every time I've picked the Vikings game. I'm like, you just don't know what Vikings team you're going to get. Kurt does usually play better in these early morning slots. I just think the Ravens defense will create some um, some turnovers. I don't think that the Vikings will will play the type of defense that's needed to stop the Ravens, who are coming again, coming off a bye week, um, should be well rested and and should go a long way. I know um, Jamar Chase gave Humphreys everything he could handle. I can see him probably being pretty amped up for the Jefferson matchup. Also, uh, wondering if, if he's healthy. Uh, if you listen to the Ross Tucker podcast, um, Fez kind of peeped, peeped on it too. He just didn't look like he was himself that second half. Like maybe something was wrong. So I wonder how healthy he's going to be. Uh, so again, let me get Baltimore here by a touchdown. Defense bet not let me down. Uh, Panthers, Patriots, other 1 p.m. game. Patriots traveling to Carolina. Carolina, um, is three and a half point dog. <sighs> I just think the Patriots are overrated, and I'm not hating on Mac Jones. Mac Jones ain't good enough for me to hate on him. He's not. He's not Tom Brady. He's nothing like Tom Brady. This offense is nothing like Tom Brady ran. Stop with the fucking Tom Brady comparisons. Uh, at any point in Brady's career, like this is the Mac Jones era. Mac Jones is doing what Mac Jones does. He's not doing anything that Tom Brady has done. Um, But Patriots have a solid defense, a quarterback that for the most part doesn't hurt them versus a Panthers team. I think they lost Robbie Anderson. Um, I have to double check on that, but I'm pretty sure he got hurt last week. Um, 
having trouble running the ball, having trouble consistently finishing drives, it could be a spot where I would take the Patriots. I don't want it at three and a half, though. I don't want it at three and a half. Um, but if I've, if I've got to, to take the three and a half, I will. Um, I just think the Patriots are, are a team, even though I think they're overrated, they're still good enough to um, to cover this number. I don't necessarily call this a trap. Um, they seem to be focused. Panthers, again, you just don't know what Sam Darnold you're going to get. And I, I think that Belichick has shown he loves anything associated with the Jets. Uh, he just looks to obliterate it. Darnold's still um, a Jets, uh, former Jet, uh, and he's probably got plenty of, of – Data on how to stop him and, and make things difficult for him. So uh, I'm going to rock with the Patriots here, but waiting to see if that line can get down to three, which I, I'm pretty sure it will at some point. Um, Jags, Bills, Bills visiting Jacksonville, Bills laying 14 and a half on the road. Um, yeah. I ain't got it for you there, uh, Mr. Urban Meyer. This Jags just don't look good. And I think they lost Robinson or Robinson's uh, dealing with the injury. It's not going to be pretty. Um, I don't want to lay 14 and a half with the Bills. I mean, these spreads are kind of ridiculous. But if there was ever a game that you saw, you were like, oh, this is going to be a blowout. This is the one that you would think this would be the blowout. Uh, Bills just destroy bad teams, eat them alive. And uh, the Jags are a bad team. So 14 and a half. Again, I'm going to lean Buffalo, not put it in my super contest, not teasing it. Um, but 14 and a half is definitely doable. I would look at this kind of like the Rams line last week. If you get it now at 14 and a half or 14, you're fine. If you're waiting until if you are too late and it goes up to like 16, um, anywhere between 16 and 17, don't touch it. Because uh, anything could happen uh, at that high of a number, unfortunately. All right. Uh, Browns, Bengals. This is a good matchup. Uh, two and a half, too. Um, the Bengals land two and a half against the visiting Browns. This Browns defense has been been on one, man. They have they have been the, the um, real reason that the Browns have won games. Bengals coming off an embarrassing loss. Uh, def- it could have been potentially deflating uh, to the... Um, to the Jets, I will give them somewhat of a pass because it was the second leg of of um, a East Coast swing. But man, like the Jets should have been should have been a layup, you know. Um, Browns defense, like I said, just pretty much what I think about when I think of the Browns. I think of defense. I think of the running game. Um, Baker Mayfield, they've got some drama going with Odell right now. Odell sitting out, probably not coming back. It doesn't matter, honestly, people. Odell wasn't really, um, he wasn't utilized properly. I didn't watch what his dad said or the video his dad put up, but I'm pretty sure it's similar to the complaints that we've all had, um, where it's like, dude, you got Odell Beckham throwing the ball, bro. Throwing the ball. Like, he's running good routes. He's blocking. He's doing all the things you want to see. He's giving you effort, and you still can't hit him in the hands. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Baker's just not that good at times. And and I don't know. Eli found Odell. 
I think that I I don't know. I don't know. It's just a confusing thing. And it was. And then when I say Eli, I'm not necessarily comparing Eli to Baker as like in their careers. But that version of Eli that was throwing to um, Odell Beckham Jr. was not good. Was not a good version of Eli. And he was still able to find Odell. And and it just seems like Baker can't. Um, Leaning. Leaning Bengals to bounce back here. Um, I've looked forward to this matchup. I think that um, Burrow under pressure is still one of the better quarterbacks in the league. Browns give a lot of pressure. Uh, They also have some pretty exotic blitzes. And I'm going to lean Bengals here who have more than enough offense to get it done and more than enough defense. They, They dig it. They did get hit over the head last week. Um, we use this term in college betting, so I'm going to try to use this term in the NFL just to to kind of ease my concerns. Bengals were just looking ahead to this Browns game, <laughs> and that's why that's why they kind of uh, didn't have enough to get it done with the Jets. But no, let me get the Bengals here. Um, no lie, I, I think they they can cover the two and a half. Um, a Sunday game at 1 p.m. That is a little bit of a um, of a scare here. We've got the Raiders traveling to the Giants. Giants are plus two and a half. Raiders land two and a half on the road. I, I think at this point everybody knows about the Rugs um, news. I'm gonna stay away from the game just because if it without the rugs news, I would be all over the Raiders. But with the rugs news, I'm not sure how much more this this team can take this year uh, between like the off the field distractions. Like the coach is gone now, one of their uh, better offensive weapons is gone, and, and there's just and obviously the circumstances of both is 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 awful but the rugs thing is is really bad and i'm sure that there's a lot of people on that team that might have might have been with them or wish that they had to stop them or been able to to do something different to kind of prevent what happened but ultimately um it was his decision and um it's something he's got to you know deal with the consequences uh for but as an organization and as a team and as humans it's it's just you know it's it's not unusual for people to to feel some kind of way uh having lost a teammate having obviously to deal with the fact that the teammate took another person's life and and things like that so i'm gonna stay away i don't want to bet the giants uh at home with these small lines, I don't think they've been doing too well uh, with these kind of small lines. And, and then you got Giants players coming to Rugs defense too. Uh, Tony, um, I think they're friends, but either way, like it's it's just one of those games where there's going to be a lot of off emotions. So I'm going to leave it alone. So pass on that. Falcons Saints. Falcons plus six. Saints favored by six. I know Ridley's out. I know um obviously my boy Jameis Winston is done for the year. I know Taysom Hill might be um he's questionable. He might be back. I know I ain't betting no damn Saints favored by six against nobody with, with Trevor Simeon at quarterback. Hell, I don't even like the Saints with uh, Taysom Hill at quarterback at uh, minus six, man. Get out of here. I'm probably going to pass on this game because I don't want to bet the Falcons, but 
I mean, I'm leaning Falcons, I'm leaning Falcons to cover. I know it sounds crazy, but I'm leaning these Falcons to cover. Simeon did a great job uh, outright beating uh, Tampa Bay and uh, Tom Brady. And so I know that sometimes Ronnie listens to the podcast. So I just want to keep putting that out there that Trevor Simeon beat Tom Brady and um, he did a great thing. But I don't know if if that was the the sacrifice that had to be made um, at that time. <laughs> like, Trevor Simeon can't win two games in a row in 2021. It's just, ugh. It's just a, if he does, he can't cover the number two games in a row. I know that. So I'm going to stay away, um, but keep an eye on this line to see if maybe if I get over seven, which I hardly doubt, but if I get over seven, I'm probably definitely taking the Falcons there. They, they love to to do just enough to cover uh, more than the score spread on the last drive. Chargers, Eagles, those Eagles, the Eagles that are just blowing through the league, apparently. <laughs> now, just, the Eagles are, are up and down. They, they're not as good of a team as I would, um, as I would like them to be or their fans would like them to be. The last, the only reason that I can think that this line is like this is the last time the Chargers came to the East Coast, they looked awful. Absolutely awful. Maybe they're a team that just doesn't travel coast to coast well. But man, if as long as Justin Herbert's upright, I don't understand what's going on here. Um, it's not like the Eagles are, are, are ground and pound type game, which we talked about uh, on the show last week. That the Patriots had the type that they, they were showing a running game that would definitely challenge the Chargers, just like the uh, Browns challenged the Chargers. I'm not sure I've seen that from the Eagles yet, but hey, maybe that's the angle that, that they're taking. It does appear to be a little trappy, so I'm going to do some research here. Uh, and this is a game, once again, that Sunday I'll get back to you. The lean initially is Chargers just because of the talent, but talent doesn't always win games. I don't like the Eagles coach, but they have they have protected their house a, a little against the number. They made it tough, uh, the, the couple games that I've seen at home um, against the spread. And they've really only lost those games at the tail end. But the number was also um, significantly bigger. I think it was um, it was like three and a half to four with the Niners, and it was like double digits with the with the Chiefs. But the, the covers for both teams came basically like mid to late fourth quarter. So um, let me check the the health of the Chargers. If they're if they're still fully healthy, I'll roll the dice and and, and uh, lay the points with the Chargers. Now. They do have a positive. The Chargers do. They did play their first game um, in Washington, and it was a similar number. Uh, actually, I think uh, starting the season, they were uh, two-point dogs to the uh, John Doe's, which is odd. But either way, they were two-and-a-half-point dogs. They won that game, but it was the first game of the year, so there wasn't much on travel. But now having the the travel behind on on their games it might be something that the Chargers just this late in the season or as the season progresses just are not a team that can really handle the the grind of of coast to coast um travel all right so where that was actually a 405 game I didn't even give you guys a cue that was the 405 game the 425 game Packers uh 
at the Chiefs. Chiefs are laying seven and a half due to the news of Aaron Rodgers, who is um, immune, immunized, immune. I don't know. How did he say it? He was immune to the vaccine or to the virus, but apparently not vaccinated. I don't know. Either way, he's out. Um, I'm I'm going to probably have some people scratching their head and tell me I'm crazy. I actually have it in my super contest right now, but I'm probably going to take it out and switch it because <laughs> it is rolling the dice. I don't think the Packers should be uh, this big of a number. I, Jordan Love is... is um, He's capable, man. I'm not saying he's a world beater, but it, it's not like he can't throw the ball. I've, I watched a lot of him at Utah State. Um, and if he's been in this system for a couple years and, and they've already kind of basically told us that they, they're going to use love instead of Aaron Rodgers next year anyway. I mean, to me, it would indicate that the kid can play a little bit if they're willing to to say bye to Rodgers and, and – um, and keep love seven and a half man again this Chiefs team should not be favored by these this many points against anybody right now they are a team that is really struggling they're a team that's really struggling with um some simple basic things like I watched I watched the first quarter and a half because I'm, I'm thinking about doing something on uh, Patrick Mahomes uh, but I watched the first quarter and a half and uh, that Titans game and the Titans were playing uh, a two deep man coverage like wasn't anything complex and uh, they were rushing four people now from time to time they would switch where the four people came but the coverage was still the same and, and it really gave the Chiefs problems uh, I'm going to check the all 22 should be out today so when I come home tonight after work I'm going to check again on this Giants game I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants did pretty much the same thing and I think that most of the league is catching on to this concept that if you basically play two, two deep safeties and everybody else mans across the board and you just rush what you have on the line you can give the Chiefs problems and it's not all on Patrick Mahomes per se I think it's um I, I want to say at least 65% of this issue is, is on the play designs. They they haven't really changed anything. The Chiefs haven't made many adjustments to how they do things operationally um, or strategically from an offensive standpoint. And we're, you know, we're in a league where people are, there's some intelligent people in, in the NFL and they're all about uh, watching film and, 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 um, scheming and, and basically building off what the last team did when you had a problem. And I think people are are now at the point where they've got the Chiefs figured out and that is why they are struggling. So um this Packers team they're they're still a, a capable team. We saw what they did with Devontae Adams out. Obviously Aaron Rodgers was the quarterback, but um I mean who's to say with Aaron Rodgers out that they can't cover the number. I'm not looking for them to outright win, but I, I'm willing to gamble on the fact that love is good enough to cover the seven and a half because this Chiefs defense is not that good. Uh, there is no line right now for the Cardinals Niners. Uh, Kyler Murray is uh, looking like a game time decision. I'm telling you right now, I don't care if Kyler Murray plays. I was going to take the Niners points anyway. Uh, we should have covered the number uh, on the road when we played them, and I do believe we will cover the number uh, in this game. If Kyler Murray doesn't play as Colt McCoy at quarterback, I'm definitely taking the Niners. Um, 
favored by anything under six. All right. Um, definitely not happy with the Niners as a fan, but I did take them um, on the side last week, not in my super contest, but on the side last week to cover against the Bears. Didn't start out too pretty, but they eventually did. I think without Kyler Murray, that this this uh, Cardinals team is definitely um, a team that you can beat up on. Titans without Derrick Henry, the other big injury. Um, traveling to the Rams, Rams land seven and a half. No Derrick Henry. You know, we've never really seen them play without Derrick Henry, and I think they overuse Derrick Henry. They're a capable team, but I, I just. I just worry about Tannehill's dependency on play actions and and selling the play action. How are how committed will people be to um, to respecting the play action without Derrick Henry in the Titans offense? That's the key to me. Um, I think there's um, talk of them getting Adrian Peterson. I don't know if he's there yet or if he if it happened, but that is the. That is the determining factor for how well this team will operate. Because obviously having Derrick Henry as a running back and being able to run the ball um, and then work that play action off of that run helps a lot. But, you know, his last couple games, he was averaging under four yards of carry, almost like two to three yards of carry. So it wasn't like he was killing the world. But, you know, you still respect the fact that it was Derrick Henry. Can they get that same kind of respect that the running game will be successful because again you don't necessarily need a name at running back but you know if you can get somebody back there that's going to get four four and a half yards of carry or something like that then people will respect that aspect and then you'll still be able to use your play action because um the titans offense is definitely um dependent on play action pass so that's going to be the question uh for me not sure if Von Miller plays or not. Not sure if it even matters. Uh, I got the Rams here. I want it under that seven and a half, though. But I, I will definitely um, lay the points with the Rams uh, for the Sunday night game. Uh, Monday night, Justin Fields is visiting the Pittsburgh Steelers. I hate the Steelers. I don't want nothing to do with the Steelers. But we can't get any consistency out of Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears. I wish Matt Nagy would stay away from the team because I feel like they're better without him. But also, who do the Steelers have? Is Khalil Mack playing? What is going on, people? There's so many questions for this game. Uh, it's a pass for me. I've done pretty well on Monday Night Games. I, I did take the Giants uh, last week. Um Dang, now I feel obligated to make a call because um, I took the Giants last week. I took the Colts the week before, um, and I think there was um, another game. Or, yeah, the, whoever was the week before the Colts, uh, Ravens game. But either way, I've been money on my Monday night picks. Call me crazy. I'm going to take my points with the Bears again. Um Rather see it over six and a half. Rather see it seven. I'll buy the hook uh, to make it seven if I got to. But I'm going to take my points with the Bears. If primetime Mac plays, Bears definitely win it. And people who um, know know how I feel about Khalil Mack will get that reference of me calling him primetime Mac. If he plays, they're definitely winning for sure. 
Bears all day if Mac plays. Um, but we will see how that goes. Right now, I'm taking the points with the Bears. Um, no need to run in from it. I'm, like I said, I've, I've been pretty good with taking my points on Thursday nights and uh, Monday nights. So, I mean, I don't know if it's a trend or if I'm just lucky, uh, but I will keep running with it. Can't be no worse than last week, right? Uh, so that is uh, pretty much my picks in a nutshell this week. Um, last week, I was hyping fade the public. Did not work out for me too well, thanks to Carson Wentz. This week, I'm saying do what you feel is best. <laughs> I think the, the the games that I highlighted where the, the favorites are, are home are good. Um, and then there are a couple spots like that Chargers game where, you know, there's a team favorite on the road that I think they can win. And the Patriots, too, a team that's favorite on the road that I think they can win. Um, if you are in the Super Contest, if I were in the Super Contest still, and I had to pick a game. Um, let's see. Who would I pick? I, I mean, if you haven't used the Bills yet, which you probably have, I would pick the Bills. Um, if you haven't used the Cowboys yet, I would pick the Cowboys. And then if you haven't used the Dolphins yet, I, I would pick the Dolphins because I don't think the Texans win anyway. And if you haven't used the Colts yet, I would stay away from the Jets because they have eliminated 75% of my uh, league. All right. So uh, good luck to you guys. I'll catch you next week. Um, Hoping that we can uh, keep the money train going.